Welcome to CSN the Network Podcast. This is your host, Kayvon Cutler, with my amazing co-host, Dre Nazario and Malik Hampton. How are y'all doing this evening? Doing good, man. You know, happy to be here. Blessed to be here. How are you guys? Y'all know me, blessed and highly favored, blessed and highly favored. Great day to pod, good day to be here, all that good stuff. Brother, how you doing? Oh, you know, likewise, better now that I'm talking to you too. You know, all my sports teams swept this past weekend, so I'm I'm lit right now. You know, my Tar Heels, my Lakers, my Bama boys, Road Tide, we beat Georgia. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into that shortly. Uh, and, of course, my Niners beat the Eagles on Sunday. So, you know, all my teams, college and professional, swept the whole weekend, so I'm lit off that, man, sports-wise. Everything good. Fantasy-wise, I'm doing good, except the league that Malik and I am. But it's all good, man. Shout out to the homies. But, yeah, man, I'm ready. Let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, Let's start it off with uh, college football. Um, The season wrapped up uh, this this week. Um, And as we approach bowl season, what were uh, some of your biggest takeaways from uh, – our our conference championship week. Um, biggest takeaways uh, that the committee, you know, stands alone and makes their decisions differently every year. Um, there's a few good games that you know got played conference championship wise. Uh. That Washington plus nine and a half was free money. That was one of the pick sixes. But, I mean, um, just really excited for the playoffs, you know, more than anything. Uh, Florida State got a raw deal, but, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sad about it. Um, other than that, though, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. What you got, Cutter? Yeah, man, my biggest takeaways from the weekend was, you know, of course, with uh, some of the outcomes that took place. Um, you know, I was expecting Oregon to beat Washington, so that was a great game on Friday evening. That was fun to see uh, them boys balled out. Shout out to Washington. And then, uh, again, you know, uh, Alabama winning. That was a tough game. I ain't going to lie. That was one of those games where I was actually kind of nervous. You know, I can honestly say for the first time, just being a Bama fan, not nervous that we'll lose, but just I knew it would be a good game. You know, I just wanted us to start the game out right. So that was, that was some of my biggest takeaways. I know everybody's upset with uh, – well, not upset, but, you know, may have their uh, difference of opinions on how the final playoff ranking shaked out. But, you know, I, I like uh, – you know, I like how they played out, you know. Um, people got to check the criteria, too. They say – if there's like an injury or something of that nature that may affect the performance of a team that could make the playoffs, they factor that into it. And, you know, there's been multiple years in the playoffs where a team has made it and they got smacked. You know, Notre Dame a couple years ago, last year, most recently, TCU. So who's to say, you know, you put FSU in there, who, which I get, you know, they won their conference, was undefeated. That's wavy for sure. However, um, they were missing their starting quarterback, and they didn't look too good this past weekend against Louisville. So, um, you know, I'm not – of course, I don't have to advocate for Alabama why they should have been in, but, you know, I just thought it was just interesting. You know, people – again, I get their opinions, but people got to, you know, brush themselves up on, you know, information and get a hold of the list of principles as far as, like, the uh, committee, what they're looking for as far as the criteria. But those are my biggest takeaways just with some of the outcomes of the games. It was a great weekend full of great football. So. I feel you. I mean, Kay, you kind of gave us your uh, opinion on uh, the committee's decision. So it sounds like you feel like they got it right. Um, League, you briefly touched on it. Do you think they got it completely right or – you feel like it it just like a, it is what it is type situation. 
Leak, you on mute if you're talking. Sorry, I was talking. Um, but I, I think they got it right. Uh, you know, um, with Jordan Travis being out, just a product that FSU was probably going to put out there just wasn't going to be good, you know, for that first game. Um, I know a lot of people will point to, you know, TCU actually beating Michigan in the playoffs last year when people didn't think they deserved to be there. Um, so they did actually win a game. But, you know, uh, I, I don't think that's the, the case for Florida State. I don't think they're the same team without Jordan Travis at all. You know, um, so I think they got it right. You know, it's unfortunate for them. I mean, I don't really care because I'm a Gator fan, so I'm happy to see, you know, Georgia and Florida State both get done greasy. Uh, but, yeah, they, they do got a true gripe because they did do everything that they needed to do to be in there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they got it right, though. Yeah, I think my only, like – I guess perspective would be for the teammates, right? It's like, dang, off of one person, you know, we don't make the college football playoffs, but we played the entire season also. And I, hey. Yeah, it's it's a raw deal that's for weird. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's weird to be like, you know, somebody got hurt. Oh, yeah, you know, you get to make it in or, or another team gets to make it in and you go undefeated, like undefeated. That's crazy. That's crazy. And they need to figure out. Um, a consistent way, a consistent and concise way on how we uh, solidify this top four if you're going to continue to do the college football playoffs like this or open it up, right? Well, yeah, this is the last year. It's getting opened up, oh, Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got to do something. You got to do something to, to switch the style up. Um, But, uh, I mean, did you have anything else to add to that, Kay? No, I mean, I get everyone's argument, you know what I mean? Uh, I did want to get on here and, you know, let people know for sure. I told them that we was going to get in, though, if we handle business. Um, Malik being an SEC guy as well, you know, the SEC is the best conference. Don't get it twisted. We got the most ranked teams in the top 25. We got uh, four wins against teams ranked in the top 25 uh, in our conference, including the, uh, you know, the number one team in the nation that hadn't lost in almost three years, you know, so that holds weight to me, regardless of the fact whoever won that game, even if Georgia would have came into that game with one loss as well, whoever won that SEC championship should have got in, period. So uh, that's my argument on it, you know, briefly, you know, um, we got a better show. Be so. As an SEC guy, man, I'm going to be real with you. I don't agree with that stance. I think that just – Florida State just they not just gonna put a better product on the on the field than what's what's available. I think if Florida State would have blew Louisville out, they would have put them in for sure. It would have been no way they couldn't have, you know. But with them struggling the last you know couple games without Travis, I think that really just takes a toll, bro. But I really truly feel like this was the best year for us to miss it, the SEC, or them to just you know loop Georgia back in because they might have done that too if Georgia would have lost to y'all and loop them back in. But I think Florida State – I think more of this has to do with just what Florida State looks like as a team right now without their quarterback. And anybody yeah. can tell you that they look like a – What about a with Georgia, too? Team. Like, they lose to number two or number one and number four, right? What would you say? I said even with Georgia, they lose to the number one team and the number four team, right? So – do Georgia, they, what are you home? What do you mean they lose to them? Like they lost to Michigan, right? Nah, Georgia. Georgia's only lost. To I mean, Alabama. Okay, I'm thinking about Ohio State. All right, so yeah, Georgia's only loss is Alabama. Yeah. Um, Alabama's only loss was uh Texas, and Texas's only loss was uh Oklahoma. So it was some overlap with the losses, the wins and the losses, you know what I'm saying? Like right. with with Texas being the number three, you know, I I feel like everybody should have known Alabama was about to be, you know, number four. Number four, yeah. They wasn't about to let, you know what I'm saying, that 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 go down like that. But I truly think all of it has to do with with more of what FSU looks like. I think if FSU looks better, I think the best chance for the SEC to get in is them 
respecting Georgia's record, like Kay said, they ain't lost in three years. And them actually, you know, putting them in because of that, you know, just they they played a hard five game versus Alabama. Alabama got the best of them, though. In my opinion, that's just me. I think this was the best year for for those people that hate the SEC. I think this is the best year for them to miss it case wise. But of course, we see it ain't happening. Gotcha. 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 Well, with that being said, uh, tell me what your predictions are for the matchups. We got uh, number one, Michigan versus number four, Alabama, and then number two, Washington versus number three, Texas. Who y'all got for each? I got uh, my championship game. I got Michigan, Texas, and I got Texas winning it all. That's that's my prediction for the playoffs. We already know who K gonna say. So sure. just tell me who you think they about to play in the championship. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a rematch with Texas, and I think we're gonna clip them in the natty. So what better storyline, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but shout out to my boys, man. Roll tide, man. I don't wanna I don't wanna overlook that too much though, Drake. Because we had a lot of doubters, you know what I mean? I know Malik and I was on the greens up here, but we had a lot of people that was trying to disrespect us. Loso specifically, I don't want to name drop too crazy, but y'all was trying to say the dynasty was over. Y'all said we was done, and we made it back. Baby, I told y'all, man, this was really a testament of, you know, just a team getting better as the season progressed. I'm going to keep it all the way a buck. You know, if you would have asked me after the USF game, if we would have made it to the playoffs, I would have told you honestly, no, just how we looked offensively. We had to make a quarterback change, if y'all remember, and our backups that we put in at the time looked horrible. So it was like, what are we going to do offensively? You know what I mean? But we stuck it out with Jalen. Shout out to bro. You know, he persevered through that situation, uh, having to sit out one game. He came back, bounced back. You know, I seriously think he would have been a Heisman candidate had he not had to sit out that game and had he had a good game, had he played, because uh, he, the last half of the year was great for him. So I'm just really proud of the team. I've been telling Malik all year, we've been consistent all year up here and saying this is one of Saban's better defensive teams. Uh, so I'm just glad the offense was, you know, uh, able to play complimentary football towards the latter end of the year to help us get a chance to, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm just happy. And thankful, you know what I mean? We beat Georgia. Shout out to Coach Smart and them. That's a definitely a formidable squad, man. They, I ain't never seen that league where a team almost went three years without losing. I ain't seen Miami do it. You know, Alabama won it back-to-back. We ain't do it, y'all. Was nasty when we was in middle school, you know, when y'all won it with Tebow and Chris Leak. Y'all ain't do it. So they went on an incredible run. So it was definitely a, definitely a, big, a big accolade to uh, beat them. But, you know, it's just – what Saban does, you know what I mean? That's the greatest coach. So shout out to Alabama, man. Roll tie, baby. Uh Kay, you mentioned the Heisman. Um, do you all's Heisman pick change after last week? No, I'm still taking Phoenix. Don't look like he's about to win it though, but I'm taking Phoenix. I think he deserves to win it. Yeah, and I set it up here on the pod. You know, if, if Phoenix does get the dub, you know, he should get it. I know it's it's it's, it's tough because the numbers Jaden Daniels put up was crazy this year, you know, so he got a strong case to get it. But, um, you know, it would be nice if Michael Penis got it, man. It would have helped his case for sure if he would have got game MVP league, if he would have put up, you know, just a little better numbers. You know, it would have helped his case, I feel like. But, you know, we moved forward, so. Hopefully they just give it to him, you know, with how he was just able to change the program around in these couple of years and make them legit championship contenders. Who would have thought, you know what I mean, Washington, right? So shout out to bruh, regardless of if he get it or not, that's that's major. We're to it. We're to it. Um, we got anything else for college football before I move on? Cool. Moving on to college basketball. Uh, tonight 
we had a battle of the blue bullets, uh, top 10 uh, matchup between the Tar Heels and uh, the Yukon Huskies. Tar Heels are currently ranked at number nine. The Huskies are ranked at number five. Um, I'm sure, you know, being that the Tar Heels are, are both of you all's team that you are, you all are going to pick them to win, but I'll ask the question anyway, who y'all got? Tar Heels. <laughs> of course, the Tar Heels. You know? Yeah, I've guard, our guards have picked it up, uh, which is, you know, great to see. Um, so I'm I'm definitely liking our chances tonight. It's the Jimmy V Classic, classic too. So rest in peace to the OG. This is always a great time of the year, though, on ESPN as far as college basketball is concerned because it's a lot of great matchups right now. So definitely looking forward to this game. Just to give a live update, too, it's uh, 18 minutes left to go in the first half, and our Tar Heels are up 4-3 to three on UConn. So. Heard that, heard that. So, hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get back to it, get get to that game. Um, next, I got a uh, Bronny got cleared uh to practice and play. Do we think he's gonna be a one and done? I'm gonna go out on the limb and say no. Um, just because of you, you can't take for granted not playing those. Um, I guess the preseason, uh, college preseason. Um, I'm not going to say he's not like a great talent, but I'm, he wasn't ranked like top 10 or anything like that. Unless he just decides to go like G league or something like that. I just don't see him being a one and dunner. Um, unless he's been putting in like some extreme work, his body does look good though. He looks good, looks healthy. Um, so maybe, but I'm going to just go, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, it just depends on how I guess he finishes the season, but like you know better than all of us, you know, like you said, how important that preseason is, and you know, just getting used to the to the game because it is changing, you know, going yeah. up and playing with grown men and whatnot, you know. Um, so I, I would just say it just depends on how he finishes the year. I mean, if he goes out there and goes crazy, of course he's gonna slide. You know, if he goes out there and just has a regular year. I can see him coming back, but. We shall yeah. see. We know what Brian want. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, just being a freshman, now you coming in, say, if he if he just gets cleared this month, maybe he plays a couple games, maybe he doesn't, but say he starts to play at the, the beginning of the year and you're in conference play at that point, everybody else is kind of in the flow and you trying to find your flow while the team may already have their flow. So it may not go as planned um, just with, you know, him not having that time to kind of get acclimated to, to the system. Um, live, you know what I'm saying? Live is different. For sure. Yeah, and I'm with both of y'all making valid points, and I'm with both of y'all for sure. My thing is, you know, I really want brother really have that college experience. You know, that may not matter to some, but, you know, what I mean by that is, like, he probably not going to start Lake Injury. You understand what I'm saying? So it would be nice for him to have that full-blown, you know, experience where he could start from the beginning of the year, had a green light. You know, they had some upperclassmen anyway that was already, you know, in the fold. Uh, they had the... Isaiah Kidd, that was the top guard in the nation that, that went to USC. So, you know, it was going to be a lot of uh, people that was, you know, going to be having the ball, you know, shooting, being main playmakers. So he would have definitely had a big role this year, and I still think he is. But I, I would like for him to come back, you know, and definitely, you know, see him be the guy, you know, see him lead the team for real, then go to the league. He's going to get a bag regardless. So it's really just about what Brett want to do. But I would love for him to get the full-blown college experience, you know, because, of course, I know he's been waiting for this his whole life, you know, to play on the national stage and, you know, to play in these big arenas. So I would I would love to see him really put that to fruition, regardless of what he chooses to do with his future regarding the league. So hopefully he can stay healthy and ball out this year for sure. For sure, for sure. I think uh, 
yeah, you kind of elaborated perfectly. Um, there's no rush to, I guess, essentially get to the NBA. Yeah, to make history, to play with your pops, but it don't look like pops slowing down anytime soon. So seemed like he got a little bit of time. Um, moving on, though, Purdue uh, recently took a loss to Northwestern. Uh, they moved Arizona to the number one spot. Um, as I mentioned earlier, UNC is in the top 10. Gonzaga, Gonzaga is also in the top 10. Um, been so much movement um, in that top 25 so far since the season has started. Um, same with women's basketball. Moving on to that, uh, Angel Reese return from her suspension and helped uh, lead LSU to a victory over Virginia Tech, which is a pretty good game. Um, she had 19 points, nine boards, almost had a double-double. Um, the question is, do we think LSU can uh, repeat? Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be hard to beat that South Carolina team. That's a, they dogs. That South Carolina team is full of dogs, and I don't know if you've seen them play yet live but they that guard that they have she is jamming like a grown man like off one off two like it's crazy I, I I think South Carolina takes it that's just my hot take uh this year um but I wouldn't be surprised um if LSU was in the uh final four I, I think they'll be in the final four for sure depending on how the chips fall yeah, I still think there'll be title contenders. Now that Angel Reese is back, you know, hopefully, God willing, everyone stays healthy. Everyone forgets they got a key transfer, too, uh, uh, LSU does. So, you know, with the players that they have returning and the, and the transfers that they had in, they definitely still have a talented roster. So nice. I could see them making the Final Four, if not farther, further than that. So we'll see what happens. But definitely still think they're uh, title contenders. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be either them or South Carolina out of, if we say the East, and then probably Iowa out of the West, um, unless something drastic happens between now and March, which it can. We know how basketball goes and injuries and all of that good stuff. So, right. um, you know, prayerfully everybody stays healthy. If they if both teams have a healthy team, I think South Carolina takes it uh, from this. I guess, region, and then I think it'll be South Carolina and Iowa um, in the championship because Caitlin Clark's still going crazy. But USC making some noise, too, from the women's side. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. It's it's going to be an interesting, um, interesting, uh, interesting year. Uh, moving on, uh, UConn took another loss uh, this past week to Texas. Um, and the question is posed, is it over for UConn as far as being title contenders? Um, yeah, UConn just isn't the same. Uh, they're not getting the top athletes. No, they still have top athletes. Don't get me wrong, but they, they're used to getting number one and number two recruits. And now it's kind of spread out as you see, like South Carolina, um, LSU, even USC, um, have gotten those top recruits over the last couple of years. And you have so slowly start to see UConn's reign fall. They haven't been in the final four, I want to say the last two years, maybe. Um, so uh, it may be time for Gino to figure something else out. Uh, I know Paige has been hurt and she's back now. Um, she's still doing her thing, but obviously that's not enough, so. Um, it may be time for Gino to switch the swag up. He got to do something, man. Shout out to Paigey. You know, yeah. I think she's so nice. You feel me? But you hit it right, right on the head, man. They're not pulling in the same recruits. It's definitely more parity now in college women's hoops. Uh, shout out to the South Carolinas, the LSUs, the Stanfords, you know, all the other schools that have competed for championships over the years. So, you know, it's definitely – uh been fun to see not just one program dominate even though I do like UConn and you know want them to continue to win it has been cool to see to see other programs other players other coaches especially black coaches uh black women that are head coaches get that exposure on the national stage just love for show so yeah man shout out to women's hoops for show for show um but that's all I got for uh women's hoops we're gonna move on to the NFL uh, tell me you guys is uh new power rankings one through five. Oh man, 
I'll go ahead and set us off, Leak. Um, new power rankings with the dub, of course, number one. Uh, it's in order one through five. So number one, I still got my San Francisco 49ers. Okay, number two, uh, I got the Baltimore Ravens. All right, number three, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, number four, I got the Dallas Cowboys. And at number five, I got the Miami Dolphins. So in its entirety, just to run it back, I got the Niners, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. That's who I got in my top five power rankings. For those that may be alarmed, because I didn't say the Chiefs, y'all got to think they're coming off multiple yet. multiple L's in recent weeks. The offense has been struggling to move the ball. It's very evident they don't have a number one receiver outside of Kelsey, you know, like an outside threat to really make, you know, noise and really do damage on the outside. Uh, that's very evident. I thought Kadarius Tony would be a little better in the offense, especially having the second year in that in that system. And hopefully he does turn it around. I think Bird's still talented, you know what I mean? Uh, so, but that's my top five, though, as far as NFL rankings. What you got for us, Leak? Uh, top five for me would be uh, at number one, I would concur with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, at number two, I would still leave the Eagles there. Um, but I do think that, you know, they could drop a few of these next few games, man. I really do think that it's just who they play and how they've been playing and just a combination of things. But I'm still keeping them at number two. Um, number three, give me the Baltimore Ravens. Um I think that they deserve it. I think they're playing the best defense of anybody right now. And I know a lot of people will talk about the Niners and the Browns, you know, statistics and all that, you know, but the Ravens are there too. Just, you know, I'm just, just speaking on if, if one might be in front of the other. Um, so that'd be my number three. My number four would be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they've been playing really good football. Um, not so much of the competition, but um, they've been playing really good. So, Got to got to show them respect and leave them at number four, and um, number five. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Detroit Lions. Still, um, I know they haven't looked as good, you know, uh, the past few weeks, um, but I, I still believe in in their model and and what they try to do as a football team. So that will still be my top five right there, man. With the Dolphins at number six. Word, I heard that. So my next question is, uh, what did you guys get from the Niners in the Eagles game? But I guess, you know, the first answer would be is that the num the Niners is the number one team uh, in the league right now. What else did you get from it? Specifically. Um, oh, go ahead. No, you, you're fine. Go ahead. Nah, uh, just real quick. I was just going to say, I just more so on, on, on their end, I knew – Lake and Dre, I already knew we had weapons. I knew we could move the ball. I already knew we could run the ball. Um, it was more so like they're tackling. You could tell they got holes with, at linebacker, which is why they just signed Darius Leonard. Um, you could tell their secondary. I know we was popping cash, specifically Debo was popping cash about their secondary. Uh, you could tell, you know, they're vulnerable a little bit. I mean, the numbers show that, too. You know, they've allowed the third most passing touchdowns in the league to this point. Um, so the numbers do support that. So definitely still think that's a good defense. It's a talented team. It's just, you know, the roster is a complete in no specific areas, like I mentioned. I do, you know, I got respect for Bradbury and Darius Slay, you know what I mean? But that linebackers, though, that's we're going to see. And Darius Leonard might not even, you know, move the needle for them, Lee. You know, no disrespect, but Brad hasn't been playing, and he hasn't been the same since, you know, respectfully since he got that big contract. You know, we haven't seen the same Darius Leonard. It's it's due in large part to injury. However, it's, it's still still hasn't been the same, though, nonetheless. So we're going to see what happens. But that's that's what it showed to me, you know, that they, they're vulnerable defensively. Um, and they're a team that, you know, also – what I found out today, Lee, just from secondary next-gen stats, I found out that, you know, they're struggling offensively because they're facing 
more two uh more two man uh high safety defenses. Last year they played against a lot of single high safety defenses, which is why they was able to, you know, have a lot of big plays, hit AJ Brown on the deep ball. Same thing with Smitty, which makes sense. You know, they're not running the ball as well. So they pulled that extra man, I guess, is out the, outside the box this year, you know, really making Jalen read through his progression. So like I said, they're still fine. I, I still think, you know, they're a great team. I still think they're going to be fine as far as, you know, uh, doing what they need to do to be placed as far as one of the top teams, the top seeds in, in the NFC. But, you know, they definitely have holes defensively, though. And I, I don't I, – that that Darius Leonard signing don't, doesn't really do anything for me, respectfully. But what you think, Lee? Um, it just showed to me that, you know, the Niners – the Niners are a better football team than the Eagles. I will say that. Uh, and then, I guess, it showed me that the Eagles, they have been on a tough stretch, but, you know, um, I don't think that they have the secondary to really do exactly what they want to do um, as a team. And that's get back to the Super Bowl and uh, avenge their loss. Um, I think that, um, I think that just, they were just kind of outclassed, man. And like you said, you know, just making Jalen Hurts really have to go through his progressions and all that, you know, it just, it didn't look the same. And I'm not going to shoot, you know, at Jalen Hurts because I know he's playing a little hurt, you know, um, but yeah, man, it, it just, it just validated everything the Niners were saying on the off season. Um, and it just validated that, you know, they're playing the best football right now and they might be the most dangerous team, you know, uh, when all are, all is healthy, you know, so that's, that's the most I took away from it. And I appreciate the respect, brother. That's another game that, you know, a lot of people had some worries for, you know, it was a lot of disrespect, you know, uh, this is one of the first games that I put money on. So y'all definitely got to pay up. I will come collect this week. It's okay. You know what I mean? I'm giving y'all time. It's still early in the week. But, you know, I definitely want to say bang, bang, Niner gang. We handle business. Shout out to Debo. He definitely stood on, you know, what he said because he was the main one popping cash league. You know, he was the one that called Bradbury trash, which was, which is crazy if you think about it in hindsight because, you know, normally you don't hear, you know, y'all know you don't hear professional athletes talk about that, talk about each other in that manner. But for him to come out and play the way he did, having three tutties, two receiving, one rushing, you know, I get Ayuk is emerging and he looks great as a receiver for sure. But, you know, the, our offense still feeds off, you know, C-Mac and Debo. It's just, it just does something different, you know, with how physical Debo plays and, uh, you know, how dangerous he is with the uh, football in his hands. So, you know, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to this game upcoming uh, this upcoming Sunday, excuse me, against the Seahawks. You know, that's a, another division rival, Malik. So, you know, it's going to be a tough game, but we should be able to handle business. But, yeah, man, I'm just proud and happy for my teams, man, definitely the Niners, because that was a game we've been looking forward to since, you know, the NFC Championship. And I feel like we showed what could have potentially happened if Purdy didn't get hurt. I feel like we could have exposed him last year. But, of course, you know, that's, that's the past. So, you know, got to let that be. But – you know, I feel like we show we're the best team. We got the most complete roster. I've been saying that for a couple seasons now. And I feel like that's 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 showed on Sunday, you know, just from a matchup standpoint. So yeah, man. Word two is speaking of favorites, uh Leak, your team uh got a big win this week against the Browns. Um, tell me some takeaways from that game. Um just the team is still battling, man. McVay doing a, a great job coaching. You know, um, Raheem Morris is doing a great job with the defense. You know, Ben don't break. We don't have the best talent secondary-wise, but, you know, we're making it work. Uh, got some of the best rookie, you know. I The Rams haven't had a first-round draft pick in like seven years, man, so – you know, just the way we're able to draft is actually amazing to find contributors. Um, but they somehow do it and do it every year. And uh, Puka Nakua went over a thousand. Uh, so shout out to him. Um, he's one of six players to do it. 
in the first 12 games since 1970, you know, with like Moss on there, OBJ, Justin Jefferson, you know, people like that. You know, so he's in that class. Um, I think we might have found our Cooper Cup replacement. Um, and, you know, some of the other guys, Kobe Turner, you know, Byron Young, them are two rookies that are also, you know, contributing, making big plays. But, you know, shout out to the team, just battling. You know, I, I came into the season with my low expectations. I always say it. Once I seen how we were playing at the beginning, um, I got invested like a fan would. Um, so if we can go four and two down our last six, like I've been telling people, which that was a good win for us um, Sunday. I think we can slide into the playoffs. Uh, just need a little bit of help. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, shout out to the Rams. Good win. Okay, you want to add anything? Nah, man, Malik said it perfectly, man. The Rams have been playing well. Uh, I've been giving them the respect. You know, I'm going to be reciprocal in, in the respect Malik been giving, but, I mean, it's, it's evident. We have to be respectful. Like, the teams are talented. The Rams almost beat us at the beginning of the year in reference to my Niners. So they've been a talented team. Um, they've continued to show over the year that uh, despite the injuries, they're still going to be talented. Uh, they've still been able to get wins. So and, and they're starting to get healthy at the right time. So, again, I said last week on the pod they were one of the teams that I thought could be a sleeper to really make a push for the playoffs. So hopefully we handle business when we play them, but that's definitely somebody I got on my radar that I'm looking at like that. They, they make a noise and they getting hot right at the right time of the year. So yeah, man. Or, uh, who y'all got for MVP? Man, I'm going to go ahead. And, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. You know, uh, hot take, you know, I got Glock Purdy, man. Brock Purdy. I knew he was about to say that silly shit. Brock Purdy, man. Real talk, man. He leads the league in a lot of statistical categories, you know. Um, so I think he should get it, especially after that output he had, that he displayed against the the Eagles. Excuse me, this past Sunday, having over three hundred passing yards, four tutties. You know, uh, he has a seventy percent completion percentage for the year. He's on pace to throw for over forty five hundred yards. Um, I think, uh, you know. I think it's 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 right to give it to him. I wouldn't be mad though if y'all gave it to Tyreek Hill if he can continue to you know uh, ball out and potentially break that receiving yards record. I think he should get it. If if I'll tell you this, if the Dolphins get the number one seed in the AFC, and if he breaks that record, he he probably should get MVP. Like, and that's that's probably not even a hot take. Like real talk. I mean, it just makes sense, you know. Had the team success, had the individual success. He got over, uh, you know, double-digit touchdowns. I mean, so right now for MVP, my top three would be in this order, Brock Purdy, Tyreek Hill, depending on, you know, how the year ends team-wise and, you know, statistically. And uh, third, I got Jalen Hurts. So those are my MVP candidates. Who you got, League City? Um, who I, I don't know who I have winning it right now. Um but I'll go out on a limb and say uh, Lamar Jackson has a good back end, you know, stretch of the season and, and somehow wins it because I believe in, you know, their team. Um, two would probably be second in mine um, and probably Dak would be third. Um, the it's I, I just don't really want to get too deep into it. Um, I respect Brock Purdy, and I think Brock Purdy is a solid QB somewhere within the top 15 of the league, um, in my personal opinion. Uh, but a lot of people are making it seem like, you know, two is just doing this just because he has Tyreek Hill. And I always tell people just to go back and look at two of stats. You know, last year before Tyree got hurt, I mean, not before Tyree got hurt, before he got hurt, you know, and couldn't play the rest of the season. Um, he was leading in just about every QB statistical category you can think of. Uh, so I, I just don't like how a lot of people are just putting his success on Tyreek, you know. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, praising Brock Purdy when, you know, we've seen Brock Purdy without his weapons and he didn't look good when the Liners lost three straight this this year, you know what I'm saying, when he didn't have his weapon. So 
You know, I don't like that argument. You know, QBs need their weapons. Uh, and, and two is doing a hell of a job. But those would be my top three, though, Dre. Got you, got you. Who we got winning uh, the Cowboys-Eagles game this week? Cowboys, for me. I think the Eagles might drop this game and maybe the Seahawks game as well. I ain't going to lie, man. I, I, I would like for the Cowboys to win, you know, because that would – Help us get the number one seed, but for some odd reason, I just got a gut feeling the Eagles going to bounce back. League, this is a big game for them, uh, not only for NFC seeding wise, but for division wise too. They they kind of it's kind of like a low key must win game for them. Um, so we'll see what they're going to do, but it's going to be a good game. I'm taking the Eagles. Before we get into the NBA, we got CSN's pick six. Fellas, give me your top three games each. Go find them. All righty. Um, for me, um, I'm going to the NFL. Um. And I'm keeping it in the NFL. I gave people some winners last week too. Hope y'all bubble. Um, but first off, we're going to start <clears throat> uh, with my Rams versus the Ravens. Uh, we're seven and a half point underdog, seven point underdog, depending on whatever you get. Uh, I advise people to take uh, those points. Um, Detroit minus three uh, at Chicago. I like that a lot. I think y'all should take Detroit in that uh that game. And um I was gonna say the Seahawks, I, I really want to give them four this week. I know it's only three, but I just want to give y'all a bonus because I had two that I was going back and forth about uh Seahawks plus ten and a half versus the Niners. I know the Niners have been cracking everybody. That is a division game. Seattle is fighting for their life right now. Um, so I expect them to play with their hair on fire again. Um and then uh, you got the Bills. Uh, plus three at the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs will, you know, probably win that game. But uh, if y'all want to make a little money, that might be a little money line game. Y'all can throw something on and bubble because I think the, the Bills might crack them because uh, they're playing desperate too. They're, it's, it's desperate football in Buffalo as well. So those are my three with the with the addition. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't pick out of those last two. Yeah, man, he kind of went overboard there. Now I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, nah, so I, I got the Packers uh, minus six and a half against the Giants Monday night football. Uh, it's going to be a doubleheader, too, for next Monday night football. So uh should be a banger. And that's actually where two of my picks are coming from because the second pick of that, uh, I'm taking the Dolphins over the Titans. They're going to be at home. That defense been balling, clicking on all cylinders. Jalen Ramsey been hoping, showing why he's still the top one of the top corners in the league, if not the top one. Um, I think he is. And, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill's been balling. He's chasing history, chasing that MVP. Uh, so we're going to see what the Dolphins put up on him. But I'm definitely taking them minus 13 against the Dolphins, uh, like what they, they've been putting on film. And then uh, Malik on my end, I got minus 10 and a half. I got, I got my Niners minus 10 and a half against the Seahawks. And I'm definitely taking that. Um, Regardless of you know how the Seahawks been playing, I understand you know they played a Gary game last week against the Cowboys and almost won, but they're not about to score on us like that. I love how our defense is looking. You know we're looking like one of the top defenses in the league again. Uh, we really know the Seahawks. Yeah, they know us too, but I don't think they they have an answer for us. Uh, you know defensively, they can't match our physicality. Uh, you know, shout out to Bobby Wagner though, outside of him, but I just don't think they can as a, you know, as a collective. So I, I'm, I'm taking my Niners in that. So those are my top three picks, man. You know, CSN pick six. There y'all have it, man. If y'all want to make some money, those some those are the locks for the week. For to it, I told y'all I'm taking all cash apps. Uh, moving on, uh, to the NBA, we got the end season tournament. Um, it continues this evening as we have the quarterfinals matchups between the Knicks and the Bucks and the Suns and the Lakers. Uh, the semifinal games will be held in Vegas on Thursday. Uh, who are your picks for tonight's game? 
Yeah, well, to give a live update, the Bucks are currently up by 20 on the Knicks, and this uh, we're almost midway through the fourth quarter. So the Bucks already, you know, stamped their uh, semifinal appearance uh, this upcoming Thursday in Las Vegas. So that should be fun. So the Bucks have beaten the Knicks. Then we move on to the Lakers and the Suns this evening. Uh, the Lakers are the home team. It's going to be a tough game. Lakers, you know, that's, of course, my squad. And, you know, we got love for the Lakers up here. That's, you know, Lake with us, you know, LeBron being with us. So, y'all know we struggle against winning teams in the NBA. I will be truthful. Um, but we got to change that around. You know, for us to have the success that we want, we got to be able to beat winning teams, teams over 500, uh, teams with winning records, teams that are contenders, and it starts tonight. So we could really make some noise and really, you know, help have some momentum for the season, for the season, excuse me, and help build our confidence by building a really, excuse me, by beating a really great team in the Phoenix Suns. So taking my Lakers tonight, man, we're starting to head in the right direction of getting healthy. Jared Vanderbilt is back. Um, Cam Reddish is back. You know, he's looking more comfortable. He's been improving. So hopefully, you know, tonight, AD balls out, get a double-double, you know, over 20. I need, you know, at least 26 tonight, AD. And we already know Brian going to do what he do. So I'm taking my Lakers tonight, man. Who you got, League City? You're on mute, bub. Damn, I've been sitting here talking, man. I got the Bucks and the Lakers, though. Um, no real in-depth analysis on it. Uh, I just like the Bucks over over the Knicks, and you know I'm I'm a Brian fan, so I rock with the Lakers. Not not much more than that. True, I'm gonna go the same. Um, right now the Timberwolves are uh, ranked number one in the Western Conference standings. Doesn't really mean much at this point, but, you know, still worth uh, noting. Um, and they have one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, do you think that uh, this start to their season is legit or do we think it's a fluke? No, I think it's legit. Uh, I think they got a, a solid team talent-wise. Um just kind of young, you know, so you're just waiting on them to put it all together. Uh, but Anthony Edwards is, is only elevating his game, you know, so I, I don't see nothing flukish about it. You know, will they keep the number one seed? I'm probably sure that they won't, uh, but I, I think that they got a little bit. I think they got some pieces to, you know, at least be a, a playoff team for sure. Yeah, for sure. They got a, a strong push to be a top six seed, Malik, and, and that's how they play defensively, you know. Uh, they've been a talented team, you know. I love the emergence of Anthony Edwards. And shout-out to, you know, our brother Kells. I know a couple years ago he had a discrepancy with the Timberwolves drafting Anthony Edwards where they drafted him, but you see why. Like, you know, I get, you know, people had their opinions about LaMelo, and sometimes, you know, it's – it's not always about like who's the best player or who you may have an opinion of who's the best player. Sometimes about who may be the best fit. I think uh, Anthony Edwards fits perfectly. You know, I would love for him to be in a bigger market just with his personality and how he plays. I think the world, I think the world needs to see that because uh, he's definitely talented. Uh, but um, you know, I think he's a great player. I love how they build him around him. Um, they got a nice pillar of players in that franchise that they can build around with him and Cat. So I like what they've been putting on the court, man. Playing great defensively. Rudy Gobert been playing his role. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of the Draymond thing. Man. It's crazy. But, but yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Draymond had him in a hell of a headlock. Crazy. Crazy. What's up with Draymond, man? Hey. He, <laughs> he Wallace said it on uh he said it on Gill's platform, man. He said he grew up because I guess he was best friend with the son of the Detroit Pistons GM back then when they was winning it. Yeah. So he said he hung around a lot in the locker room. So he got to see, you know, just how they were talking and, you know, just doing stuff back there. So that's where he get it from. He said 
Rasheed Wallace legit took like ownership. He was like, he get it from us. Like, that's why <laughs> yeah. I think that's okay to do stuff. Yeah. How he be doing it and talk how he be talking. Yeah, Draymond be tripping, man. Yeah. He be tripping. Real quick though, before you know, we move on or close close it close it out. I did want to shout out the uh the Pacers, man. Tyrese, he been he been hooping, man. Um, the point guard for the Pacers, he talented. Mm-hmm. I know people been talking on Twitter like the Kings shouldn't have traded him, but. De'Aaron Fox and and him and De'Aaron Fox, they wouldn't be where they are now if they, you know, if, if they, they played together. Yeah, it's unfortunate that sometimes you need your own platform. Exactly, they both point guards, so you know, even though I know T can play off ball, uh, very well, but still, you know, I wanted to shout out to him because they they shocked the world last night beating the Celtics. He came up big yesterday. Uh, just to drop the stat line real quick because I did want to show love, bro. I had uh, a triple double with. 26, 10, and 13, 13 dimes. So um, he definitely balled. And then uh, so it's looking like my Lakers on Thursday, if we get the dub, uh, Suns or Lakers, depending on who who gets the win tonight, they'll be playing the Pelicans on Thursday in Vegas as the Pelicans beat the Kings yesterday. So it's looking like the Bucs. Uh, just to give you all a quick preview, it's going to be the Bucks and the um, – Pacers on Thursday in Vegas, and then hopefully it's the Lakers and the Pelicans on Thursday. And I'm taking the Lakers in that matchup. And then um, I, I do think the Pacers run will end then um, against the Bucks. I think the Bucks will, will beat them. So that's my quick prediction for them. But, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to add, though, as far as the NBA, unless y'all wanted to add or, you know, address anything. I'm just money. Good over here. Hey, man, like I said, you know, there was a lot of naysayers over the weeks, you know, talking about Alabama. Bruh. Nah, because nah, we got our own platform, man. Bruh. For real. Hey, bruh. He milking they, it, ain't We he, get bruh. it. We get it. We get it. I'm just saying, man, we 4-0 against Georgia in the SEC championship. I don't know why people acting like we couldn't do it, but we did it. Y'all said we couldn't. We back. Welcome to the Alabama Invitational. And we're going to win it again, man. Watch what I tell you. With that being said, roll tide. We appreciate y'all's support. We appreciate the love. You know, we appreciate all the shares. Please continue to like, subscribe, share, and view the content. This your boy, K. I'm with Leak the God and Drizzy. And we out, man. Peace and blessings. Peace. Peace.